Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports shows on Broad, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 75 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. The Eagles, they're playoff bound after securing a wild card spot with their 20 to 16 victory over Washington last Sunday. But before we get into their final regular season game this weekend on Saturday against Dallas, Jess, let's discuss some things. So obviously... It's awesome that the Eagles severely surpassed expectations this season by making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But do you think that fans and media are overreacting due to their excitement from all of this? I think that there are certain levels of overreaction. I think that I think that anybody who doesn't want to just enjoy it is looking for reasons to be miserable. And I don't understand those people. And there are a lot of those people in Philadelphia, unfortunately. And I think I they're know, probably, I'm there. Oh, like, Go I ahead. hate, I was just saying, there's probably a lot of those people everywhere, but I just feel like I see them everywhere as we're very involved in like Philadelphia social media yeah, yeah. and everything like that. Like, I feel like I just constantly see people looking for reasons to be mad at things. I feel like I'm semi in that category, Jess. What's and that's why I know. Well, okay. So my whole thing about every like about them making the wild card awesome, so great, and it's going to be huge for Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, and the other young guys to at least get one playoff game experience, especially with having guys that have been in the Super Bowl still on this team that can kind of walk them through. So that's like my biggest happiest. This is awesome thing for that reason. Uh-huh. But my only thing that makes me nervous really is the fact that there are still holes on this team and this sure. team's only nine and seven. And then I'm seeing things saying that Howie Roseman knew what he was doing after all, and just no. all this stuff. And it just, it's overwhelming to me. And it just makes me upset because I'm like one, how we got so freaking lucky. Remember when week seven, they were two and five, you know what I'm saying? Like 
they started so terrible and he got so lucky that Nick Sirianni, um, a coach that he didn't want, right. Be, was able to turn this around and Jalen hurts was able to use his uh, rushing game. And then they ended up as a team using the rushing as a whole. So like, he just got so lucky that it kind of turned around and that the defense isn't as terrible and kind of picked it up these last couple of weeks. So like, that's where I am with all of that. There's just so many holes and problems. And yeah, like it's awesome that we're going in to the playoffs, like I said, and it's awesome that they're going to get this experience, these young guys. But ultimately, we're still nine and seven, and we should not be giving too much credit. But I'm going to stop right there. We should give all the credit in the world for Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts to get us where they are because they were the ringleaders, obviously. But I just don't want to give too much credit to the organization itself because they're still nine and seven. And ultimately a wild card spot, a last place wild card spot is not enough for me. They may not end up in the last place of the wild card though. Or yeah. This week, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. But (laughs) yeah, exactly. They do. But I, I agree with you to some extent. I think that um, first of all, not to discredit anybody in the media, but to an extent, there are a certain numbers there are certain people that have locally nationally what have you been known to be I don't want to say mouthpieces for Howie Roseman because I think that comes with such a negative connotation and that's not what I'm trying to say but have been more on you know it's it's not been completely disproven that Howie Roseman likes to manipulate people and share things with certain people yes, he has it scoops to certain people yes. and 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 do things a certain way so the reports about oh he knew what he was doing all along yeah no it fires me up Jess. it, it I mean, the up. complete mess that he created bailed out by a coach that he didn't want mm-hmm. the quarterback that the owner pushed for and the best offensive line in football you didn't do that, my friend. So please sit your little self down and go elsewhere. Yeah, because his O-lineman that he really wanted isn't even in there. Right. So ultimately, I and, and you make a very, very good point about still having holes in this team. My only, I, I'm going to hope to look at it from the opposite, more optimistic side of that and, and think to myself, Maybe the fact that they performed so well, it will be less of a drama-filled offseason and more of a pinpoint focus of, okay, where do we really need to get better to take it to the next level and not doing something ridiculous with the the draft picks and and things. that's what I was going to say. Hopefully it's a drama-free offseason until April because you know that's going to be a um, poop show right so I'm hoping (laughs) that maybe that allows them to say okay here's where we have progressed let's evaluate each position and see where the weaknesses are where they need help and I'm hopeful that maybe having a better season than expected will point them in those directions a little bit more clearly than the mess that was 411 and one with a just everything going wrong and you didn't know where to start kind of deal. Maybe this will help them gauge their interest a little bit more appropriately. That's at least 
hoping for. I like it. And that's why, like, I don't know if I'm in, like, that annoying fan or, like, I don't even know if we should call ourselves fans because this is our job. We shouldn't be too much of it. You know, well, yeah, whatever. But so I'm kind of, like, in the 50-50 gray zone, though, because that's where, like, I have the optimism, but then I also have the pessimism. Is that the word? Pessimism? Pessimism. You're so Pessimism. close. You're so close. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost yeah. there. <laughs> almost. It's right. Oh, yeah. so close. But yeah, so I'm like 50-50 there though, because like I said, I'm very excited. Like playoff experience for these young guys is huge. And that is going to be great for down the line with us. But my, I'm just very concerned that too many people in the organization, around the organization in Philadelphia are going to just kind of see this and be like, oh, well, we got in the playoffs. We're not as bad as you think. We don't need to do as much. You know what I mean? And my only thing is we're nine and seven. We got a wild card spot. We didn't win the division. We're not a serious contender, or at least looked at as a serious contender. And we're not a Super Bowl team right now. And that's the ultimate goal is to be a Super Bowl team. So to me, I'm excited. They did great this year. Definitely way better than anybody expected. It's going to be huge going forward, but we're not there yet. And I just hope nobody forgets that or like is letting that overshadow that we're not there yet see but I don't I disagree in that I don't think anybody thinks they're better than they are I just think their record shows I think the nine and seven record shows that they can continue to get better especially after starting at two and five and I think it ultimately shows like these are where improvements need to be. Let's keep building on this. So I think it shows that, hey, these are the areas where we improve throughout the year and we'll continue to grow on. Don't throw a big wrench into what we're trying to do at this situation, in this position, in this group. Don't mess with this. Don't screw this up. Help us and support us in XYZ. We need help in this area linebacker we need you know like the defense is where they need to focus and and i think that if anything the the nine and seven record and the season that they've had shows that and shows you what you have on the offense and that you really do need to focus on that defensive side of the ball so i think we're saying the same thing in a way yeah how it's it's you are a little bit more pessimistic about the the confidence you have yes exactly I'm trying not to be (laughs) this is how it always is though I'm always the one that's like I don't know about them and you're always like go birds I try so hard because if I don't laugh and smile I'll cry (laughs) I love it but okay so we'll put that. We have a we can talk about that going into the playoffs because we have another week. We can talk about that all off season. So we got a lot of time to discuss that. Right. But moving into the um, primetime spot Saturday now to play Dallas. What do you think about that? Because it was like one or four p.m. Sunday, and then they moved it to eight fifteen p.m. primetime on a Saturday, which I hate Saturday games for football anyway. Just doesn't feel like it. And then there's Philadelphia's packed. Saturday. Yeah, I think more than anything, it's just an inconvenience for yeah. Well, and and you got them in prime time, and this game means nothing for either team. Yeah, it's always a rivalry, but like who and realistically, who's going to start their starters for an entire game? If anything, I feel like we'll see them one quarter, maybe two. Yeah, I just think it means a stress-free Sunday. Uh, True. And True. 
as much as I want to be in Dallas, exactly what you just said, the, the game means nothing for either team other than momentum, but then the potential of injury comes into, into play. Y- you know, it's also kind of stress-free because they already clinched. You want them to stay healthy for a yeah. full-strength playoff game. It's kind of like, eh, let's, let's, you know, enjoy our Saturday, watch the birds. Hopefully they don't lose. And then, then, then Sunday we'll just watch some good football. I, I don't know. Like I agree. It, I agree. It, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't do much for me as, as much as you think it would. And if it was for the Eagles to get into the playoffs, like that last game again yeah. was a couple years ago, totally different situation, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean anything for either team. And even though it's a rivalry game, it's kind of just like, like it, it doesn't really yeah, That's why, that's why it just doesn't make sense to me because they're playing for nothing, either team. And that it's a prime time game. And it's just, I feel like it leaves it open for people to just be like, Philadelphia is trash. They don't belong in the playoffs. And we're going to meanwhile not have anybody that's a true starter out on the field. I know. But then and also, if Dallas will. Like, yeah, true. Know. Very true. Because they're getting beat up too right now. Yeah. But um, yeah. So if you're just FYI, if you're not going to the game, stay far, far away from South Philly on Saturday, though. Yeah. Because okay. you got a Flyers game, you got a Wings game early in the afternoon, and then you got the Eagles against Cowboys. It's going to be. And what if it's it's supposed to snow tomorrow? It's supposed oh to my snow, gosh, like Friday, like and Saturday night, I think actually. Oh shoot, really? Wild. Okay, I didn't know about the Saturday snow, but can you imagine? So it's one of those things where it's like typical Philadelphia. It's like it's either going to be nothing or a foot. Yeah, like no in between. So can you imagine if there's like a foot of snow that falls on Friday too? That it's like people maneuvering the city and then like with snow piles and and everything. Like it's going to be a mess. If you're it's not going to any of the games, just stay, stay away. away from South. Yeah. Just, just and, build up. All right. And then lastly, we have quick about it. Antonio Brown. I need your thoughts on this because I'm kind of like every time there's a new like thing that pops up and I'm like, oh, 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 there's maybe this popped up right now. You want to hear it? Yes, I do. Cause I missed it. Um, so apparently in addition to everything else, um, Antonio Brown also snuck a girl into the team hotel, um, who just tested positive for COVID. So she, uh, what happened was she, he snuck a random woman into the team hotel. She is COVID positive. He then offered her $10,000 to stay quiet. And she asked for more and he said, no. So then she started tweeting about it and said like at Buccaneers, get your team tested. And the screenshot of the, uh, text message from his attorney as well, like, only offer and with like a caption that's like only offered 10k to stay quiet so there's that um which just adds to the whole situation but i mean the the whole thing was wild from start to finish wild and just so wild my opinion is like he is in the wrong to an extent no matter what yeah but also like if any fraction of what he said about Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. GM of the Bucks, and their medical staff is true, someone needs to be fired somewhere. I 100% agree. I think Antonio Brown will never play with another team just because drama follows him everywhere. So I think he's a ship or sinking ship. Uh-huh. And with all these other side stories coming out, it's just who is he going to bring down with him kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like Bruce Arians, if he literally actually did the you're done because he wouldn't play on like a broken or fractured ankle or whatever he's saying he had then yeah that's really not good for them right. and then they if the medical, like, staff, medical team like fudge it yeah yeah like so if if that stuff's true it's 
Antonio Brown is going to pull them down with him, which is crazy. And another reason why no other team will have the balls to bring on Antonio Brown, because every team's got secrets and Antonio Brown is the one that will expose them. Uh, I mean, the whole situation is the, the other thing that was just so, so wild to me was the fact that like the picture of him in the end zone running off the field shirtless, the Bucks offense is on the field. Like Tom Brady is trying to run a play in the Tom said he had no idea. Like they could have gotten called for 12 men on the field because Antonio Brown. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think of that. But everyone, no one realized he was a player. Security thought he was a fan. And then they were like, oh, that's Antonio just being around. Oh, like, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Wild. 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 I know. And that's another thing where you're like, it kind of makes you mad if you think from the coach's perspective, like, oh, you're too hard to play, but you're hopping around kind of thing. He did say, did you read the statement like through his attorney that was like the jogging off the field is different than like cutting back and forth. And I'm like, yes, but also I'm so confused across the board. Like there's, there's two sides every, like, I think there's truth to both halves. I know. I I agree. And that going along with that though, like he's so right in the fact that like when you're like in that adrenaline, you're hopping. Cause you even think about when you break your ankle, like a lot of people start walking on it and then they're like kind of hopping just to like get the shock pain and then you know what I mean so like that is very broken (laughs) it is very possible but then you're also like dude if a guy just cut you because of your ankle why I would be limping 10 times harder than I needed to and I'd be like oh my god he cut me and I'm injured (laughs) like it was just a poor thought on his prop like on his mind like I have just uh, I mean, every time you think you you're not going to see anything more outrageous, it just it 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 happens. And you know, <laughs> like especially from him, like showing up in the to camp in a helicopter and and taking the vaccine card, the vaccine and... card, and just oh my god, I am I just yeah, I had no words. For that. Just like watching that unfold was outrageous and i i can't wait to continue to watch this unfold because clearly it's getting more and more spicy as as right. time i do um, hope that he is okay mentally i agree because that's he, the only thing like this is funny and it's crazy and everything but if it's really sad if it's something seriously mental yeah and and you know if it is i like i mean i feel like people have been saying that for years like with mm-hmm. the yeah. that he has done like if it is something like that you really do hope that he is able to you know get get the any kind of help that he needs because it's, it's, it's scary. It's mm-hmm. scary that this, this can happen, but Agreed. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll break down the kind of unimportant game against <laughs> Dallas, which is so weird, to which is weird. Dallas. Uh, you're listening to the babes home broad on BGN radio. Welcome back into episode number 75 of babes on broad. And Jesse kind of hinted towards it or to it towards going into the break. But it's Dallas week, and you would never even expect it with the city right now. Yeah. Because this game is that lackluster. It really is. I mean, it sounds like the Eagles are going to – the starters are going to play for a little bit. Like, it sounds like the young guys want to play. Nick Sirianni, they're all in favor of, like, keeping the momentum of a four-game win streak going into the playoffs, not losing that. 
And I get that, but like they also rested their starters in a meaningless game against Dallas the year they won the Super Bowl. And it was the first time they got shut out in like eight years. So, <laughs> you know, like the Eagles are a different football team than when they played in week three against Dallas. So, you know, I would love to see how they actually match up, like how how this version of the Eagles matches up with Dallas, who is still yeah. talked about as a Super Bowl threat, which I think is crap. Um, Especially with all the injuries. I think they're going down. And, and not even just that. Like, all I hear about the Eagles is like, oh, well, who have they played? Who have they beat? Well, who has Dallas beat? They both lost to Brady. They both lost to Derek Carr. They both lost to Patrick Mahomes. The Cowboys lost to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who tried to hand them, gift wrap that football game to them, and Mike McCarthy somehow fumbled that one. The <laughs> Eagles lost to Justin Herbert, who the Cowboys beat, but, like, Teddy Bridgewater also wiped the floor with Dallas, and yeah. the Eagles wiped the floor with the Broncos. Like, then you had the Giants, the football team, the Saints, who are a mess, the Panthers, who are a mess, and the Falcons, who, who suck. So, like, people get excited, like, oh, it's America's team, but, like, and you can only play the schedule that's in front of you, but, like, if you want to be considered this elite team, you have to be able to beat the best, and the Cowboys couldn't do that. And I'm not saying the I Eagles agree. did, but I'm saying the Cowboys are supposed to be this, like, complete team while the Eagles are, like, rebuilding and young, and, like, they're still kind of, in my opinion, like, the same caliber of threatening. Yeah, I think you're right on the ball for all of that. Like, obviously, they're very, very close. But I think Dallas is the clear – they should have won the NFC East. They're the best team in the NFC East, which isn't saying sure. too much. You know yep. what I mean? And obviously, they're 11-5. and five, They have a decent record. But it's also just, like, exactly what you said. And you just compared everything. It's like, okay, so they did better than our turnaround year team. You know what I mean? Like, Good job. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just – I think everything's overblown, of course, just because it's Jerry and it's Dallas – and all that. And they did come in to this season with like, obviously on paper, their offense is one. Of, yeah. On paper with their offense is one of the scariest ones reading all their names. hundred percent. But with all the injuries, with everything coming around their defense really is what surprised most people this year with Michael Parsons. But uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's Dallas and they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being no, a hater by any means. They're a really good team and they deserve to be in the playoffs. They deserve to win the NFC East. But to me, they're just not a Super Bowl winning team. No, I, I think, of course, like they have And that might be biased, too. I will, right now, I truly don't think they're a Super Bowl team. But, and I, if this was a year where they I really, they were really good and could win the Super Bowl, I still wouldn't admit it. I'm going to be honest. That's true. I, I would agree. <laughs> I would never sit here. I will never. They're going to win the Super Bowl. But I also, I like, I, I just, you know, some of the teams that you have to get through to get there, I, I still don't see the Cowboys being able to do that. And, you know, they, they have very good offensive weapons. Like, don't get me wrong. They have a good offensive line, good offensive weapons, and their defense is decent and they excel in certain areas, but they really fail in others. Like I know yeah, Trayvon Diggs is like getting all this hype for all of his interceptions, but he's also allowed like the most Four times the amount of receiving yards is Darius. Yeah. Like he's know. literally leading the amount of receiving yards allowed this year. Right. Going into this week. So it, I, and, and, um, and that's not to say that he's a bad player. Obviously he, he is very good at certain things. He's good I, at what he's good at. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying he's a bad defender by any stretch, but what I'm saying is like, I would never have thought that based on the way that it is talked about mm -hmm. in the media because Agreed. 
you you would never know that he is in terms of yardage allowed the worst corner in the NFL. You'd have no idea just if you were to turn on ESPN one day and just listen to them talk. You know what I mean? That yeah, you'd have no idea. So, and especially with their expectations in comparison to the Eagles' expectations for the season, it doesn't, you know, they, it doesn't, they don't impress me is really yeah. what it comes down to. No, I agree 100%. I think everybody knew that they were going to win the NFC coming into the season. Um, the really only shocker with them was how good their defense ended up turning out. Yeah. Yeah, and and even for this week specifically, as we continue to talk about the lacklusterness, I, I mean, the yeah. Eagles had a COVID list situation this week, but it, all of those guys are vaccinated. So I believe all of them are good to go for Saturday. If as long they, as they're asymptomatic, right? Is yes. that how it is? I don't, well, so I don't, I I don't know what the NFL I know, everything are. I have absolutely no idea, but I think they were, they all were, what I saw when they were put on the list was they are all vaccinated, which means they are all able to clear protocols in order to play Saturday. If I did see that, yeah. They all are, could potentially, I don't know what that means. So they had that issue, but as of today, Landon Dickerson and Lane Johnson were questionable. Miles Sanders is out. The rest of the 53 is healthy to play. Okay. So that's where the Eagles are. But then Dallas lost Michael Gallup for uh, to, to a torn ACL last week. Yeah. Tony Pollard was limited. Javon Curse was limited. Ezekiel Elliott has that knee issue. And Micah Parsons is on the COVID list. Oh. So is in- Parsons vaccinated? I have no idea. All I know See, is even just hearing that about something in Dak's response was, isn't that HIPAA? And that's all I can think about <laughs> all the time. So who who the heck knows what's going on down yeah. there? I have no idea. But I think he was put on yesterday. So I don't know yeah. if he'll be able to or today. I have no Unless, idea. Unless, but with the asymptomatic things, I think it's basically saying like if you're asymptomatic, you can turn around just like that. But you I think you still have to test negative, probably. Yeah. So I it just know. depends on that, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know, but if they but that's the other thing, like if they don't it it, it complete lackluster that's the best it is perfect well and that's why like when you said it i was like oh like that's huge but then i was like wait this really means nothing (laughs) it doesn't matter like i don't even have a score prediction on the top of my head because who knows same i left it blank i I didn't even write one yeah literally so going into saturday i think this game is going to be extremely hard to predict on any side or any aspect of this game just for the fact that we've already said they're both already playoff bounds. They have nothing to play for besides right. the fact that it's Dallas and Philly. But, like, you're not going to risk your playoff chances because you really hate the other team. Right. You it's, know? Um, I think I would like to see Philly put out their starters, the young guys, like you already said, for the first quarter or so. Right. Just so that, like, they can kind of work and keep their whatever they have going. You know what I mean? Right. And one of their my worries this season has been how slow they are right out of the gate. So I think that's something they could work on. I don't think second half, not at all. We should not see them. We know they're a strong second half team and they make the right adjustments. So I don't need to see anything in the second half from them, but I would like to see a little bit, at least in that first quarter. But like you said, I quite literally have no prediction for this game because I have no idea who's going to be on that field. I predict the game is going to (laughs) happen. A team is going to win. And next week, the playoffs are going to start. That is my prediction. You're, yeah, you're, a great prediction. you're completely right. I, I totally agree. Would love to see them in the first quarter. And for the exact same reason you said, that's a, it's a great point. Their slow starts have been the most concerning 
the most concerning part of this offense probably mm-hmm. for the last eight weeks or so is the slope. 100%. So if if they can go out there, just get a couple drives in, that would be that would be huge for them momentum-wise, rhythm-wise. And I think that that would be the only thing that I would look for. That and to stay healthy. That's really all we need. <laughs> Literally, stay oh, healthy, please. Please, for the love of God, stay healthy. All right. <laughs> That is our episode for this week. Thank you for listening to episode 75 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're following everywhere, Bleeding Green Nation, on social media. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you had a lovely week. We hope everybody is staying healthy. Go Birds. We hope they beat Dallas. But otherwise, we will talk to you before the playoffs.